Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. So Father, I thank you for giving us wisdom today as we share your word. I thank you for stirring in our hearts um, concerning prayer as we deal with hunger games. Thank you for giving us the right appetites. We, we're so very grateful. We thank you. Grant, grant unto me your son and your slave supernatural divine utterance that I may boldly may know the mysteries of the gospel. Season my words with grace. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O God. Give me the tongue of the learned that I may speak to them that are weary. Thank you, Father. We praise you. Come on, let's just lift up our hands. Grant it to your people, spirit of wisdom and revelation. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We honor you, Father, for this day. We thank you, Lord, even as we, as a church, are fasting Tuesdays and Thursdays. As a church, going through your word daily. Thank you, Father, for stirring our hunger up in the right direction. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We honor you this morning. We thank you for ministering to us and that you give us ears to hear and eyes to see in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, I just, once again, I want to encourage you to get this book. Um, you can have what you say by Kenneth E. Hagan. It's 99 cents if you are, you know, read ebooks or a physical book, $1.99. Um, I'm going to give you this copy, young man. <laughs> Uh, it's about 39 pages. Um, actually got a testimony that's coming up um, with that, and I'm going to let them record that and, and share that with you as well. How many of you have been re- doing a Bible reading plan? About four, four or five chapters a day? Am I exaggerating? Maybe six. It depends, right? Because sometimes they split it. Uh, the only thing I don't like about this plan, one of the things I don't like about this plan is Proverb, I mean, the Proverbs, they kind of divide the Proverbs up. I just thought that it would be nice to have the entire, so I, I'm greedy, so I just read the entire chapter, <laughs> and then I just reread it the next day, but uh, that's only, I think, I think they should have, like, divided it, and then sometimes they stop Psalms in the middle of it, and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and read it, and then the same thing with Matthew, <laughs> Genesis, it's like, ah, oh, let's just go ahead and read the whole thing, so I'll reread, so, so i just do it twice. So that's good. I need it, right? <laughs> um, so I hope that's blessing you. I hope you're getting some great things from that. Um, as you go, anytime you go through the word of God, you get something. Amen. Your spirit has been fed. The Bible says, Jesus said, my words are life and they're spirit. And um, I love what Jesus said in Matthew 4, quoting Deuteronomy. He said, man should not live by bread alone. When Satan was tempting him on his 40-day fast. How many of y'all doing good on the 40, the, I was about to say 40-day fast, the two days? <laughs> Sunrise to sunset. <laughs> I know y'all happy about that. Now, old time was like straight water. We're going to do it for 21 days or 40 days straight. <laughs> but um, we're doing Tuesdays and Thursdays um, for the entire month of January. And so um, as you as you are fasting, spend some time in prayer. We failed to send out the prayer directives this week, and so we're going to do that as well and just encourage you to pray some things specifically as you're seeking God for this time. It's just it's good to incorporate fasting um, during this time 
And I, I'm, in, I'm just being blessed by reading of the scriptures. I'm, I'm seeing some things that I never saw before as it relates to the narrative of the creation as well as Abraham and, and Isaac and Jacob and all those things that was taking place. And then you jump over to Matthew and you got Psalms and Proverbs. It's just wonderful. So today we're starting a new series called um, Hunger Games. And last week we talked about growth. And so let me just go over the acronym real quick. G stands for grind or grinding grace. Um, get your grind back. Get your grit back. <laughs> um, R is repetition. Uh, repeat the fundamentals. Repeat the word of God. Put into practice. Keep doing what's right, right? So as you're going through this year, sometimes, sometimes people are looking for new revelations. But if you just repeat what you've been doing that's right, that's really how we grow. The fundamentals. Thinking of a pilot who has to go to pilot school every year or every couple of years to strengthen the fundamentals. How many know that it's good to go back over the gospel, go back over the, the New Testament, Old Testament? So repetition. Repetition is the mother of education. So if you want to grow in, in any kind of math, the fundamentals, what y'all know the fundamentals, right? Multiplications, right? That, that, that's the foundation, adding, addition, subtraction, division. That's the foundation for all maths. And um, so as you go back over the fundamentals of the faith, it strengthens those things. You'll never outgrow in the sense of you'll never get away from the basics, the fundamentals. It's always something to go back to. And, and I mean, if we just take the life of Jesus, we, we will. John said it like this, the gospel of John, the, John, the revelator, the apostle, the one that the Lord loved. <laughs> uh, can you imagine writing a writing about Jesus? And he said the disciple of Jesus loved. <laughs> I mean, you, you probably had a big head like, yo, the Lord really loved me. He loves everybody, but he really loves me. I'm the one that outlived all the apostles. He did um, the original apostles. So John said, if all if. If everything, if all that Jesus did and said was in a book, there wouldn't be, wouldn't be any books that would be able to contain everything. So our, our Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our elder brother, our, the master, um, his life alone is worth the rest of our life studying. How much more even the scriptures, the Old Testament that spoke about him in the New Testament that explains him. Um, explains what he did. So repeating and going over. O is obey. Obey radically. How many uh, have been challenged this week with some type of obedience? You know, um, that the Lord prompted you or something you saw in the word of God. I, it's, just, it's always um, something to always to be mindful of. Um, I, I, I serve as a substitute and sometimes I just want to come in and just put the law down and the Lord was putting some grace in my heart for the kids and not to be so harsh. And it, but I can almost tell as they walking in, okay, I'm gonna have to put the law down. It's just because <laughs> they, they go to, they're gonna go off. But, um, you know, the Lord will prompt you say, hey, be compassionate, realizing they're kids. And um, so, sometimes I'm telling Somi, um, they like to have the lights out. Like, oh, Mr., can, they call me Mr. Mr., can we turn off? 
part of the light? I said, no, there's nothing good in the dark. <laughs> this is nothing good happens in the dark. So why would you want the light? But mister, my eyes, I'm, you want to go to the nurse? I can see you. Oh, no, no. We just like the lights. No. So you can sleep. Come on. Like, let's not turn the lights off. Like, you know, we don't have to take out, turn the lights off to have a good time. I'm sorry. I mixed the songs up. <laughs> but um, they were like, sir, are you a preacher? <laughs> you sound like the pastor or the priest. So I'm go. So obey, right? So I, I, I realized I have to be compassionate. Right? I can't always, too much law would breed rebellion. Too, too much love would breed rebellion. So you got to have law and grace mixed together. And so I realized I need some, I need a whole bunch of grace. Sometimes you just have to establish yourself as a you know a person. But then people are like, can my friend come in here? Yeah, just don't tell nobody. You know, so you know, well, you know, he's on lunch. All right, go ahead, keep your hands off of him and off of her. Like you know, just those things. Obey. I'm just giving you an example of what I obeyed today, or uh, this week. Oh, w work, work, work your land, work what you have, work your networks. Work your relationships. Is that good or what? Um, it, it embrace the relationships that you have right now and, and really be intentional with, you know, be present with your kids, with your spouse, with your, your friends, with your parents. Be present with them. Don't always be doing something and trying multitasking when it comes to your family. So work what you have. Um, T, train. Train your mind. Uh, focus on the positive. This week, twice, two or three times this week, we had issues with the ceiling and, and the water and we replaced the tiles and then once again, bam, it happens. And then I'm emailing or texting the, the, the landlord and there was opportunities to be negative. So man, just, Courtney's like, nope, that's out. That's, that's our way of escape. <laughs> Get out of this lease. This is our, and she may have, you know, some points. But I, I chose to see growing pains. You know, this is just part of it. Okay. I'm not saying to sit back and do nothing, but at the same time, I'm not going to complain about it, right? Thank God we have the money to be able to buy these um, towels, $50 every case of 10. Thank God, right? So, work, you know, be train your mind to always think about the positive and not always the negative. H, hunt, hunt, hunt your happiness, your humility and your holiness. I imitate, imitate faithful men and women of God. Imitate the pros in areas that you want to grow in. You know, think about who, who, who you would like to imitate what they have and get what they have. S, start today, start tomorrow. I mean, start somewhere. Start today, start somewhere. How many know that tomorrow never comes? Pro, um, someday is today. Isn't that good news? Someday is today. So, Oh, someday I'll start this weight, weight journey. Someday I'll start a YouTube channel. Someday I'll have some more kids. Someday, you know. All right, and never, never give up. Just never give up. Never give up, never give in. You know, just say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to stick to it to the end. Own, own your life. Um, take ownership and be responsible. Think about the results. Say, I'm guilty. Yes, I made a mess. I need your help, Lord. Uh, NW, win. Win today. Win. Don't, don't, don't let the devil win any, any more battles in your life. 
Just say, win today. I'm going to win today. I'm going I'm to own today. I'm going to win the day. I'm going to win every battle on purpose just because I want to. All right. I'm not saying that if you're in an argument with your spouse that you have to win every battle. I'm not talking about that type of battle. All right. But I choose to win by taking authority over my attitude and, and, and choose to speak wise words. So win, win every time. You know, when you're in a situation and there's a lot of hosti hostility, just say, I'm going to win by managing my emotions. I'm going to think positively. I'm going to believe the best. I'm not always going to assume the wrong, the bad. All right. So with that said, I want today I wanted to talk about wisdom, wisdom hunger. But I decided to let that cook a little bit more inside of my spirit before releasing it. So as we think about growth is now, um, you should do uh, like a hashtag growth is now. And when you put it together, it, it says in my know what it says. Grow this now. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I could not have come up with that if I tried. <laughs> my wife pointed, I, I was happy about growth is now. And my wife said, you know, this means grow this now. I was like, oh, I love it. So the Lord led me unconsciously. <laughs> um, so as we think about growth is now, we're going to make a whole campaign of it and focus on it. One of the things we need to grow as a church is um, prayer. So we started in a series called Hunger Games. I mean, no, prayer is where it's at. When you think about prayer, prayer is where it's at. <clears throat> We're starting to think about when it comes to our lives. It's, it's in this place of prayer. We line our lives up. I pray that as you're reading the scriptures, it's blessing you, strengthening your faith. It doesn't take, as you think about reading and, and prayer, sometimes it's good to even as you're reading through the scriptures is to stop and pray the scriptures, to pray that. You know, when um, Isaac wanted a wife and Abraham gave the command to the servant, say, hey, go get, make sure you promise me that you will go to my people and get Isaac a wife from there. And if he cho if she chooses not to go, then, you know, you're free from this oath. And as, as he was going, he prayed. The servant actually prayed. Do y'all remember this? And the servant prayed, Lord, grant your servant Abraham uh, success. What a wonderful prayer. You know, Lord, grant me success today. How many know God wants us to be successful? Isn't that amazing? God wants us to be successful. And I just, it's, it's a... I, I think if we just pray the Bible, we can have what the Bible promises. And so I begin to pray, Lord, give me success with the kids today. Make me a blessing. One young kid, young man, I actually gave him a book. Um, I had two copies called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I said, the data is out, it's outdated, right? But I said, the principle is there. He wanted it, couldn't afford it. He's a star basketball player at Perth Amboy High School. I gave him a book, gave me an open door. He's like, oh, why don't you, mister, why don't you bring your family to, to, there's a basketball tournament in New Brunswick, and, you know, it would be nice to see you and your family there. So I'm taking the boys tomorrow. Isn't that amazing? An open door. And then next thing you know, I'm going to preach to him. <laughs> but it starts with rich dad, poor dad, right? Just, you know. And so, Lord, give me success today. 
What a good prayer to pray. Lord, grant me your son and your slave, or if you're a female, your daughter and your slave, uh, grant unto me the, the success that I need to, to, to bring fruit this today. Um, so I encourage you post it on Facebook um, or social media. Grow this now. Growth is now. And so today we're going to talk about prayer. Prayer is such a blessing. It's necessary for us to know him and to change the world. I want to change the world. And we can change the world through prayer. Um, prayer changes us. It changes the world, including our circumstances. Sometimes people believe that prayer changes things, and I believe that. But guess what? Even if we're the things that need to be changed, prayer changes us. When you pray for your enemies, your enemies may still be hating on you, but prayer changes things. With that said, let's go to Ephesians 6. That was my intro. Ephesians chapter 6, familiar scripture. Here, Paul, the apostle Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus. Ephesus was similar to like a New York City. It was a harbor of places. People came and exchanged, exchanged things. There were much um, um, worship of idols. Diana, the goddess, was being worshipped in the city. And in the midst of this, the apostle Paul wrote down the, the spiritual warfare, um, the whole armor of God, what we need to do to stand against the schemes of the enemy. And he starts out with this chapter with children obey your parents. Obedience, when kids obey their parents, they are rebellion, rebellion against Satan and his cohorts. It's something to it. They learn how to obey God by first learning how to obey their parents. So as, your, as our children are being raised up or our grandchildren, they are in school of learning how to obey the Heavenly Father by learning how to obey their natural parents. Isn't that good news? So part of the spiritual warfare uh, in the armor is obedience. And they, it talks about the bond servants and masters. And then the Apostle Paul talks about the armor of God. And he, he goes into the big thing about the armor of God. And verse 18 is what I want to highlight. He says, praying at all times in the spirit, with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. I want to submit to you part of the armor of God is prayer. All the things that he listed as part of the armor of God, it covers the front side. But if you notice, the back side is wide open. But he tells us how to, how, to, how to protect our brothers and our sisters. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for who? All the saints. So when we pray, for one another, we're protecting our brothers and our sisters' back. We actually have their back as we pray for them. Are you with me? So that, remember, the armor only covers the front, but our prayers cover the back. Isn't that amazing? Prayer. So here the Apostle Paul says, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayers. J.B. Phillips, who was a New Testament scholar, he, he actually wrote a translation or translated the New Testament and 
He says, pray it at all times with every kind of spiritual prayer. Every kind of spiritual prayer. This right here um, is simply telling us to pray with all types of all manners of prayers. One translation says, praying in all seasons with all prayers. Sometimes we put prayer in the same category. Are you with me? Like this, it's like sports. If we say sports, immediately some people think about just the overarching, the, you know, just one category. But how many know there's many types of sports? And the same rules don't apply to all sports, the same way with prayer. Um, putting games, you know, there's different types of games. Putting games in the same category and also putting in the same rules. As you think about it, you know, they have different unos now. I mean, it's just so many unos I can't keep up with. There's one called No Mercy Uno. And it's, 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 it's draw 10. <laughs> And it's twenty dollars. I was like, twenty dollars for a pack of <laughs> No Mercy. I want them, <laughs> so maybe I get them for Christmas. <laughs> it's twenty dollars, and so Uno, like it's it's amazing. Like just then you have the flip, and then you have you can write in stuff. It's just so many, but it's different rules. The same way with prayer. There, there's not just one type of prayer. There's different types of prayer, and each prayer has its own rules. By the way, we're gonna start having game nights here once a month at the church. So we're gonna, you know, major on spades, but um, besides spades, we got other things like Uno and Connect Four and Scrabble and um, PS5 and maybe get an Xbox in here or something. We'll, we'll do some, some games and I think, how many will be interested in once a month, get together and play some games? I mean, amen, so we're gonna do that. Lady Courtney came up with that, like she had so much fun. She wanted to just take everybody down to spades, but I said, honey, everybody doesn't play spades. And um, we had mercy on the last couple, so, and let them beat us. Um, so prayer <laughs> is always necessary. Everybody say prayer is always necessary. It's essential for the believers. So with that said, the Apostle Paul told us, pray at all times in the spirit. One translation says, pray in all seasons. No matter what season you find yourself in, pray. Good, bad, ugly seasons. I mean, no, there's some ugly seasons um, and some challenging seasons. Pray. And there's some good seasons. Pray. You're either at the beginning of a trial, the middle of a trial, or at the end of a trial, and you may get a two-second break <laughs> and you go right into another trial. In this life, you're going to have some tribulation. You're going to have some challenging times on your flesh. Your marriage may be wonderful now, but then later on, it could be some challenges. Come on. Am I the only one? Marriage is spelled W-O-R-K. <laughs> you got to work at it. You got to forgive. It's the perfect place for you to apply forgiveness. <laughs> you got to forgive every day, every second. I've been telling them the same thing for the last 10 years. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, all right, Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Let's go. Prayer. We're talking about prayer. Prayer hunger. Everybody say prayer hunger. Luke chapter 18, he simply says this, verse 1. I want to highlight this, and I want you to see this. And then we're going to go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. He says this, verse 1. And he told them a parable to the effect, 
they that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. We should always pray. Jesus taught that we should always pray. Prayer should be something that we do all the time. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. You're familiar with this? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's look at verse 17. It says this. It says, pray without what? Without ceasing. In other words, to pray without stopping. Pray without stopping. Prayer is the Christian's breath. We are to be in contact with our Father on an ongoing basis. Just like a fish needs water, the Christian needs prayer. Amen. It's natural for us to pray. We are to be in constant contact with the triune God. And this is how we acknowledge him. It's with prayer. So let me question is, how's your prayer life? How's your prayer life? Um, prayer includes confessions of our sins. When the last time you confess your sins? I'm not saying that you got to go back into it when, when your mother's womb. Oh, I messed up. I. I kicked her really hard. I remember when, when I was born, I came out and I cracked my mother's um, pivot bone and she had to go back to the hospital. I came out with trouble, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> and she had troubles many years later because of that. But um, thank God for good doctors. Confession of sins, I had to confess that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to crack my mom's pivot bone. But you don't have to go all the way back there. I'm saying we should confess our sins. So when you mess up, that's when, when we talk about the old of owning your life, it's owning your responsibilities. Amen. So own that responsibility. I did it. I messed up. Also, prayer should include intercession. You should pray for others. Intercede for your brothers and your sisters. Uh, naturally intercede for people who are not saved. We had, um, I was telling Kevin this um, yesterday, I didn't know that they had lockdown practices at the school. So I didn't know what was happening. They was like, mister, you got to close the door and you got to close the shades and we got to go in the corner. You can't say nothing. And I'm like, what? Somebody's going, it's in the, in, the, in the school about to shoot up. So I'm like, I'm praying in tongues. They can hear me. They said, mister, you okay? It's just a drill. For real. I, I did. I was praying in the spirit. They said, it's okay. It's just a drill. We have it once a month. I said, really? <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, we didn't have that kind of drills growing up. We just had like maybe tornado drills in Arkansas. You know, you, you, you pull your head. But now we got to be careful of the tornado inside of a person. Um, so we prayer should be intercession. So I'm sometimes in school. I am praying for the students. Before I get there, I'm praying for them. I said, Lord, make me a blessing. What can I say? I can't come out and preach to them. Um, OPD would have just preached and got fired, <laughs> but I can pray for them and look for opportunities to establish some type of rapport with them that maybe along the line I can minister to them or God can send somebody up that way. Supplica supplication. Supplication is making requests. So part of praying should be you supplicate and you pray for others. Should not always pray for yourself. Okay. It's okay to pray for yourself, but pray for other people's needs. It helps you to not be selfish or self-centered. If you only pray, Lord, bless me and my four, no more. 
That's horrible. <laughs> Lord, bless my church. Only Carolyn, bless only can't know. We're going to pray for the other church. Um, there's a church behind us. There's a church on the side. Um, we're going to pray for other people. Not only pray for your city or your country, but pray for other countries. So we supplicate and we lift up others and we praise God for other, um, praise him for who he is and what he's done. So we give praise and give thanks. We speak well of the Lord. That's part of prayer. Praise and worship are, it can really be expressions, are expressions of the highest type of prayer. When you praise God, Lord, I thank you for this day. Uh, you know, I, I want to thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you and I praise you and I give you thanks. And then you pray. Somebody else told me some good news the other day and, and I start praising God for them. You know, praising God for others. Lord, I thank you for blessing that family. Um, there's a friend of ours, uh, Courtney and I, and they're pa they pastor in um, Bermuda and have invited us several times to come. And Courtney's like, you never told me they invited us. I said, yeah, they invited us a lot. <laughs> I just never had a desire to go. And uh, she said, you're missing God, honey. Let's go. <laughs> but anyway, they, they've been married for several years and just did not have uh, kids and out of I think close to 15 16 years of marriage the Lord blessed them with a baby with twins ah, and I just praise God they've had several miscarriages which I didn't even know that part but it's like and, he's, and, and the guy he's closer to um, this guy named PD's age and he's like I, I really like Abraham, but I didn't expect to be Abraham. <laughs> he said, we're going to have twins. PD, we're going to have twins. I said, oh, Lord, God bless you. <laughs> I'll send you some money through Cash App for a nanny for one night, <laughs> for a date night with you. And he's like, oh, God. So he's a pastor, and he's like, I need all the members to help out because <laughs> this is a lot. Twins. They went from being, you know, have a little dog, now they got <laughs> twins. So I praise God for that, that God answered that prayer that but they didn't expect it right they, you know they expected it early on in their marriage it's a god why you wait till we get older but praise god adoration is another way of prayer when you adore the lord that's connected with praise and worship and then speaking in tongues and praying in tongues and singing singing is also part of when the last time you sung to the lord a new song or you're in your prayer closet and you're singing to the lord how many sing to the lord raise your hand let me see you know it's a good practice it does something when you sing to the Lord and by yourself. Some people don't pray because they don't believe it works. Prayer works if you do it according to the Bible, um, not your emotions or reasoning. And so what I did this week, I prayed for a schedule. I came to the church. Uh, sometimes I try to get to the church three, four o'clock in the morning and pray before I go to work. And I actually prayed, I prayed in the spirit and I went through my scriptures and I said, Lord, give me a good, a banging schedule. Lord, I pray that you have me in the same classroom as possible, all in one setting and give me good kids today, this week. I really need some good kids because I got to work on some stuff. And Lord, I'm asking for even giving me a long, a longer break. You know, the Lord did exactly like that twice. He gave me one classroom the Friday. I had just one classroom and I had like two, like two, three periods where I was free. Isn't that amazing? That's a good thing. I mean, God is a God who answers prayer, even the smallest thing. So prayer does work. 
pray much throughout the day. Uh, as we said, you know, you need to have <clears throat> prayer time where it's just you're sitting down or laying down and you're just praying separate time with you and the Lord. It, it doesn't have to be eight hours. It could be 20 minutes. How I many know the God is after quality, not quantity? He, he much rather you do five chapters a day than for you try to read the Bible in two weeks and don't pick it back up to next year. That, that just something about consistency. And so have that time, quiet time with you and the Lord. And then you can have, of course, you pray on the go. You pray while you do other things throughout the, your work day. You're praying, you're constantly communicating with God. The beautiful thing about the Mass, you can pray a lot. You know, you can pray all the time. Uh, when you don't have the Mass, you got, like, I, I pray in tongues under my breath. Can I help you? You know, I'm praying under my breath. And sometimes I, before the kids come in the classroom, I put praise and worship music and I pray for the protection. The other day I was prompted before I knew about the lockdown practice is I, I prayed for protection from the kids and there's no shooting. You know, just different things like that. Just constantly pray. when I'm walking, I'm praying, Lord, Lord, thank you for ordering my steps. So you need to have that quiet time and then you pray throughout the day as well. So you want to stay. We, we need to stay in constant prayer and communion with God. Prayer isn't an option, but it is vital to our walk with Christ. And it is, is, it is an expression of our dependence upon God. So when you and I pray, we're telling God, I depend upon you. I believe um, Brother Alfred actually has, I think he called a scroll of the spirit. He has about six days. Is it six or seven? Six days, five days, five days of prayer. He's praying with our brothers and their sisters in Ghana, and he's praying with people in America through WhatsApp. Is it through WhatsApp? And they're praying, and they're praying for 30 minutes. I caught him the other day. He was here fixing the ceiling. He's, oh, that kind of break. I was like, oh, what are you doing? You okay, bro? He's talking to somebody and praying. Got a gathering of, of men and women praying heaven down. Pray, prayer is always necessary. There should be a hunger in our lives when we come to prayer. Uh, the Clark sisters wrote a song years ago, Lord, give me a praying spirit. My dad hated that song. He says, if you're a Christian, you got a praying spirit. I was like, sorry, forgive me. <laughs> it made them a lot of money. <laughs> dad, <laughs> no, you don't need to pray. Lord, give me a praying spirit. You have a praying spirit. You just got to do it and obey it. It made a lot of sense, but I didn't like it because I like the song. Psalm 27. Let's go there real quick before I let you go. Psalm 27. We're talking about prayer hunger. Let's become people of prayer. Let's pray. And I'm telling you, God does something inside of us when we pray. Even if it's just a prayer, God have mercy on me. Give me grace for the day. I know we have some. How many have some challenges, time, challenging times? You just say, God, I need grace today. I need your help. Help me with my attitude. Help me with my heart. I mean, sometimes some teachers, you know, I'm, I'm trying to serve the kids and they have a negative attitude. One teacher had been there for seven years. These kids are horrible. I'm like, maybe you're horrible. I was thinking that, you know what I'm saying? Is it really the kid's fault? I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm compassionate. But I also got to be compassionate towards the teacher. They're worn out, underpaid. <laughs> And, you know, they just came out of COVID and different stuff. And I'm just, you know, and so I'm just praying like, Lord, help me help my attitude. You know, some people are real nice and some people act like, what are you doing here? 
you know, and I'm like, okay, sorry for living. Psalm 27 verse 4 says, one thing I have asked of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. What a wonderful way to approach the things of God. I've asked this one thing, that I may dwell in your house forever. What a, what a good prayer for us to pray today. Lord, I want to dwell in your presence forever. God, I can't wait to get to heaven because I want to be with you. You saved me so I could be with you. Not only do I want to be in your presence, but I want to be with you. That's the whole purpose of being in his presence, right? Talking with him and communion, having communion with him and and get expressing my desires, asking God for not the snowstorm. I prayed that the other day. <laughs> they said, oh, it's a big storm coming. I said, Lord, even as, and I reminded of Elijah, how he prayed and it rained. I said, Lord, you can do it for PD. Lord, I ask you, don't let the storm come this way. It's okay to do that. <laughs> what if you're praying for the storm and I'm praying against the storm? Who has the most faith, right? <laughs> That's what God has. The kids are always praying for snow and I'm praying against the snow. I said, no, in the name of Jesus, it, it might snow. Lord, let it snow one day. <laughs> they want to like, let it snow all day so we can be out of school. I said, uh, and we see the Lord is honoring my prayers. <laughs> we'll see tomorrow, right? Let's see what happens. Uh, desiring to be in his presence. For him. Prayer helps us to get in his presence, or some would say, become aware of his presence. When you and I pray, we become aware of who God is. He shows up. It's just, you know, just saying, Lord, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Thank you. I just, you know, Lord. And you have problems in your marriage, or you have attitudes. Lord, you know, she ain't right. <laughs> you know, I, I like Adam. Lord, this woman you gave me. Lord, you know what she's doing? She's at, you know, I don't understand. It's like she can't do nothing without me. I don't, I don't get it. And he's probably like, she's probably like, Lord, this man you gave me, I don't understand why he don't, don't see what things that need to be fixed here in this house. <laughs> I've been telling him for the last 10 years, we need to work on this. I'm not telling the truth or what. <laughs> uh, but, it's okay. You can talk to the Lord about your spouse and about your singleness. Well, Lord, you know, the, 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 the um, single person is praying, Lord, please don't come. Don't come. I want to get married, Lord. And the person who's married is praying, Lord, come quickly. Come quickly. <laughs> they switch up prayers. <laughs> One's praying for the delay of the Lord. The other's praying, Lord, come before I kill him, before I miss heaven. Come quickly. Amen. You pray for, you, you know, you, you're praying for kids. Lord, bless us with kids. Oh, God. And then you get in the mix of, Lord, I can't wait for them to grow up and get out of here. <laughs> Lord, take them out. <laughs> Don't kill them. Just leave. Let, let them go. <laughs> and then when they go, like, Lord, let them come and visit <laughs> and bring the kids. <laughs> so you see, we all different seasons, praying at all different seasons. You don't have a job. Lord, give me this job. And you get your dream job, you're like, Lord, what, did, what was I asking for? <laughs> Lord, give me my business. And you get your business, you're like, oh, God, what? This is more headache. Oh, God, make me prosperous. And you got more problems now. <laughs> so, like, we're always going to need the Lord. We'll always need him. We need him like a fish needs water. Prayer puts us in this posture 
Psalm 46, verse 10. Don't have time go, to go over there. Um, the New America Standard Bible, the NASB, uh, NAS uh, Standard Bible B, says, Cease uh, striving and know that I am God, and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. ESV says, Be still and know that I am God, and I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. Be still means to devote oneself to, to be unoccupied. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's a challenge to not be busy. And in this presence, you, 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 you just have to be still sometimes. Not always talking, not always having your, your, your wish list, but you just, Lord, I, I just come to let you know I love you and I, I, I want you, God. God, I pray that you would take my, my heart and, and may my heart be fixed upon you. Be still and know that I'm God. Amen. Psalm 42, verse 1 through 3 says, My soul cries out to the true and living God. Jesus gave himself to prayer. He was devoted to prayer. Let's go to one scripture, Matthew, uh, Mark, excuse me, Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter one, as I bring this to some kind of conclusion, Mark chapter one, verse 35. You said that last time, PD. Mark chapter one, verse 35. It says, and rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place and there he prayed. So if Jesus had to pray, how much more than you and I have to pray? He is the son of God. He is God manifesting in the flesh. And while he was on the earth, he saw the need for him to go to a isolated place where he prayed. There are times that you need to pray by yourself. You and God, you can give your expressions of complaints. I, I don't think God is upset if we complain or not complain, but if we vent and express the frustrations, because David did it. He says, Lord, how is it? That the enemy, my enemies are, are exalting and they're prospering and I'm suffering. How long, that's what Psalm says this, how long go God would you allow your servant to suffer? Isn't that something? Paul, uh, David is expressing his emotions to God, but then he always ends up with the answer. But my hope is in you. I trust in you. So if you're going to vent to the Lord, bring some answers at the end of your vent. I trust you. I love you. I, I, I dwell upon you. You are my source. I need you. And I thank you that you are my only hope. That's good news. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus gave himself to prayer. He gave himself to prayer and we need to give ourselves to prayer. My last passage is Psalm 42, Psalm 42, verses one through three, Psalm 42. verse. So as you spend extra time during this week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and you spend that time in prayer, you extra prayer. Remember these things. Um, verse verses one to three it says as a deer pants for for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? 
My tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How many know prayer is pouring out your soul to God? Say, Lord, I, I need you. I need your help. I need wisdom. And, you know, sometimes you can be overwhelmed with the complexities of life and you need help. You know, how do you manage this? You know, you get one problem solved and then another pops up. I'm not going to promise you that you won't have any problems. What do I will promise you that God said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll be with us in trouble so you can count on him. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you joy. He'll give you patience. He'll give you what you need to be sustained in the midst of problems. There's 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 joy and there's grief. There's new life and there's death. The, the, The complexity of life. Right. We are always it's like this balance. You know, there's some set some things that will make us sad, but the Lord in the midst of us will make us glad. There's some things that we we might be confused about some things, but he'll always give us peace that overshadow us. May the peace of God overwhelms what overwhelms you. (laughs) You understand? There's some things that will overwhelm you. Life itself live a little bit, but God is with us. And that's the good news that we can go to God in prayer and we can say, God, even if things don't change, change me, oh God, change my outlook. Help me to rejoice in my afflictions. Though you slay me, I still will trust you. Though my world is falling apart, you're the rock that I stand on. I shall not be moved. If everybody around me dies and you live a little longer, you'll see a lot, a lot more deaths. Right. We some of our parents, unfortunately, we have more less days with them ahead of us than we had behind us. Because they're closer to death. Grandparents, aunts, and I got a great aunt who's 85, got a great uncle who's 95. Uh, I, I got more less days ahead with them than I did behind them, behind me. And so let's take advantage of this time and give God praise and, and draw near to God through prayer. I'm not going to give you the, the mechanics of prayer. We'll do that another time. But, you know, just learning how to pour out your soul to the Lord in prayer. Whether you're praying in the spirit or you're, you're praying with your understanding, you, 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 you kind of giving yourself over to God. Say, God, I, I just want you sometimes, you know, life itself gets confusing. I need you as my hope. I need to understand your scripture. Sometimes it's not easy to go through the begots. <laughs> Abraham begot so-and-so, so-and-so begot so-and-so. And he lived so-and-so and he died. I mean, what does that have to do with 2024? Everything. God is a detailed God. He's into the details. The devil's not in the details. God is in the details. He understands, hey, you got a short life. It reminds me how short life is. Even if you live to be a 900, you're going to (laughs) die. Thank God for his mercy and his grace. And we're going to spend eternity with him. Close your eyes. Father God, we come to you. We thank you for this opportunity to share your words. Father, I pray that this week we will begin to develop and, and feed our prayer hungers. That may we hunger and thirst after you, even as a deer pants after flowing streams. May our heart go after you. May we thirst for the true and living God. We want more of you. We want to understand your word. We want to 
be the Christian that you've called us to be. Help us to love our spouses and love our children and love our singleness and, and honor you on our jobs and honor you in our schoolwork and honor you uh, in our on our social media platform and honor you with, with the dealings of other people. Lord, may you be glorified with our lives. May we be people of prayer. May we not magnify prayer and make everybody look at us because we pray X, Y, Z hours, but let it be our lifestyle. Make our life a prayer to you, God. Make our life a prayer to you. May we not only pray over our food, but let, let us give thanks and, and honor you with every aspect. May we become people of prayer, not so that we can boast and say, I pray X amount times a day, but may it be with humility. Say, I just need God that much. That that's the reason I pray as much as I do, because I, I need you. And Lord, I pray that we would always depend upon you. No matter what we're facing, you are the answer. You are the solution. You are the comfort that we need, even in the time of grief. I thank you for keeping our minds. Many opportunities we had to lose our minds, but you sustained us and you kept us. And I thank you that prayer draws us closer to you. Prayer changes us and prayer even changes things. We thank you for this grace and this gift called prayer. May we pray like we never prayed before. May we pray for our coworkers. May we pray for our loved ones. May we even pray for our enemies. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to end with this note. Just I want to encourage you to pray. Last scripture, Matthew 5. Pray for your enemies. Matthew chapter five, we see Jesus with the Beatitudes and then he introduced prayer for the first time. Matthew chapter five, let's take a look at this. Matthew five and if I verse, let's look at verse 43. Matthew five, verse 43 and 44, it says, you have heard that it was said, you should love your neighbor and hate your enemies, or your enemy. For I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who persecute you. How many know that we need to pray? And then verse 45, so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, since reigns on the just and the unjust. We need to pray for our enemies. Amen. One of the ways we love our enemies is praying for them. Amen. How many have some haters? Satan, as I was reading through the Bible, I realized Satan is the epitome of what a, a hater is. All right. Don't go praying for Satan. <laughs> I'm not telling you, you'll be unscriptural. That joke is doomed for life, for eternity. Um, but pray for human beings who are hating on you. Don't pray that the Lord get them. I pray the Lord will bless them. Amen. That's all I have for you today. I pray you got something out of this today. I pray that you, you go and you think about prayer this week like you never thought about before. And you pray. pray. One of the best ways to learn how to pray is to pray. I mean, you can learn all the theology of prayer. You can learn all the, the, you know, the mechanics of prayer. But it's nothing like just doing it. Amen. Amen. Pray with your kids. I mean, one of the, I, I've shared this a million times, but it, it bears repetition. I pray for my kids, their, their wives. I pray for their children. I pray for even their grandchildren. I pray for their, their careers, their callings. And then I go ahead and pray for their pastors. 
I'm not going to be always be their pastors. What if they go overseas? I, I can't be their pastor. And so I pray for their pastors and I pray for their involvement. And I pray for that. They'll never have no debt. They'll never know the inside of a prison unless they're ministering to somebody. They'll never know a hospital unless they're in that field or they're in their wives having babies. Are you with me? Or ministering to somebody. Pray for those things concerning your children. When I was about six or seven years old, I began to pray for my children. My children. Six and seven. What, what a wonderful thing, right? Amen. All right, I'm going to give you an opportunity to leave now. <laughs> so I'm going to bless you. Uh, I actually didn't mean to say it like that. It just came out. <laughs> give you an opportunity. No, you can stay all day. All right, uh, we maybe go play some games. All right, let's, let's make our um, benediction. Let's speak well. Remember the Brown family, um, um, Fred and A.G. Brown. Um, I, I, they, they were visiting us for a few years, and, and so... Um, Remember to keep them in prayer. They, they lost their son. And grief is never an easy thing. And there are many different stages of grief. There are many different stages. And, and we, we need to pray that God will comfort them and, and help them to, to through this time and the season. And the thing, the seeds, you know, you can sow prayer seeds. Pray for people and don't, they don't even have to know that you're praying for them. But those seeds will come back when you need it. Because one day we may be in their shoes, God forbid. You know, so we pray and be a blessing to somebody else. Amen. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732 324 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 1854, Perth Amboy, New Jersey 08862. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email. The address is partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. Until next time, God bless you.